Hello and greetings, everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland, and I serve as the senior pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. Hello, 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 and good afternoon. I hope you all are having an amazing Tuesday. I am glad that you are back again with me. I'm excited to introduce another episode of Ed Talk with Pastor Strick, and I get to be your host again today. I am Pastor Strick, and you know every Tuesday we come together so that we can blend the realms of knowledge, instruction, faith, with real world solutions. Listen, whether you're on a quest seeking to expand your knowledge base, uplift your spirit, or to find common ground between the practical and the spiritual, I need you to know that you are in the right place today. Listen, together we come together each week to forge connections, to bridge gaps, to spark thought, to ignite curiosity, and to nurture our souls so that we can be the absolute best versions of ourselves that we can be. So without any further ado, you know what I ask you to do every time we get started. I ask you to run over there to those comment sections, and I ask you to make sure that you let me know whether you are watching this live or whether you are happen to be catching this on the replay. If you're watching live, you'll know it because you'll see a, a little red box in the upper uh, corner of your screen, and it will have the word live there. If you are if you missed the live, that's OK. The anointing is still going to be the same uh, on the replay. And we hope you will absolutely take the time uh, to watch the entire replay as it happens today. I have a dynamic guest with me today and I'm looking forward to our conversation. So as we get ready to get into that, let me remind you, make sure that you let me know where you are watching from and then make sure you use that. Uh, share button to help me out with some social media outreach. What do I mean? I mean, I want you to tag your friends. I want you to tag your family members. I want you to put this on your page, share it to your story, do whatever you need to do to get people in here so they can hear this conversation today. As you all know, I've been doing this mini series called The Blueprint, uh, Lessons from Impactful Leaders. And I have another impactful leader with me today. And that impactful leader is none other than my good friend, uh, Lemoyne Robinson. Listen, if you ain't had the pleasure to just hang out with Lemoyne, you you have you you ain't lived yet. As the old folks say, you you don't you don't want to go to heaven till you had a chance to just hang out with Lemoyne. But but beyond him just being a great guy, being an intelligent guy, he is a father, he is a husband, he's a serial entrepreneur, him and his wife Crystal. And today I just I just want to pick his brain about all of it. I want to pick his I want to pick his brain about what it takes to be disciplined, to do what he does. Uh, where does he get the fortitude? How does he stay strong? So we're just going to have a varied conversation. So you guys keep sharing. You guys keep tagging. And I'm about to bring my friend, Mr. Lemoyne Robinson, on to the broadcast right this minute. As soon as I get this background out of here. There we go. <laughs> Lemoyne, how you doing, sir? 
I am well, Pastor Strickland. Pastor Strick, I am well. Thank you for having me uh, on. I hold you and your wife in such high esteem, man. So to to be here having this conversation with you, I am I am ecstatic. I'm tickled pink, as the old people would say. So uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. I too have been looking forward to it. Now, see, you didn't tell me you were gonna wear a jacket. I didn't even bring one. I can't even run and, and go put one on. You just, <laughs> well, you just put up notch. No, man. Well, you know, I had a few meetings today, so I I I, I typically you know have it in the in the in the closet there. But I, I had a few meetings today, so I wanted to make sure that I put it on. You know, I didn't want to I didn't want to disappoint the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all need to be tagging, tagging, share, tagging, share, tagging, share. Listen, I don't always, um, I, I don't always title uh, these uh, blueprint messages or, or lessons that we've been teaching to our to our viewers, but I, but when I was talking about what we were going to talk about today, I, I got this little title, and it was I may have sent it to you in my notes. It was called the Father Factor, and I was thinking, you know. Lemoyne is a father, he's a business owner, he's a husband, he's involved in his church, he's involved in his community. And so I thought, man, today I just I just want to hear some of the tales from a man who is leading his family, a man who is leading in the community, and a man who's leading in business. And so I just I just got some questions and I'm going to ask, but I want us to be real organic and just really just have the conversation. My listeners say that they they enjoy the conversations that I'm having yeah. with people, like, like I had Apostle Banks on, I had Apostle Malby, I had my wife on, I got you on. Uh, I've got some other people coming in December, and uh, I just, I just want us to have a conversation, man. So, so, so I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna start by asking the question: Will you tell us who you are? Tell us. Who, some people may not know who Lemoyne Robinson. I don't know how they don't know, but some people may not know. But <laughs> let us know who you are, man. Uh... Yeah, as, as Pastor Strickland said, I am Lemoyne Robinson, born and raised in uh, Hazelhurst, Mississippi, which uh, I consider to be the real H town, right? So, um, man, I am the husband of, of of Crystal Robinson. I'm the I'm the father of Caitlin and Kirsten Robinson. Uh, I am. Uh, I, we own a few few businesses, but that's what we do. That's not you know who we are, you know, and I think. That's part of the the becoming, you know. Uh, that's part of the the maturation of of not necessarily chasing the title of of being something, but becoming something, right? Uh, you know, you mentioned that a lot, or you mentioned earlier some of the things that I've done uh, and things like that. But I, I will say, you know, I failed a lot too. You know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of learning curves. Um, you mentioned, uh, and it's just it just jumped out at me. But when you was like, you know, being a good dad and and things like that, uh, you know, like those are some areas that may not have always been the strongest, right? But who I am as a person, I am a man that is striving to be the best version of me that I can be uh, by. Uh, diving deeper and 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 building a stronger foundation on the in in the word but in doing that also trying to be as fruitful as i possibly can while i'm here on this earth uh and generate as much revenue as i possibly can 
while I'm here on this earth, uh, to support and secure my family while I'm here on this earth and beyond. Listen, and that's and that's why I wanted you to be on Ed Talk today yeah. because literally the first thing you said, and this is what people need to learn from leaders. The first thing you said is, hey, I haven't always gotten it right. I haven't always stepped up to the plate and batted 100 every single time. I missed it. I struck out sometimes, but I learned from it. And yeah. what I learned from that is that I can be better. I can do better. And I love this last part. I can generate more. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of those things because, as, as you mentioned, you know, you – you are involved in business. You know, I don't know if you if you if you mentioned it. Uh, I'm going to mention. You can talk about that. That you are a, a a State Farm insurance owner. You and your wife own. That's one of the businesses that you own. You yeah. are also a podcaster. You and your wife do a podcast uh, on Thursday nights. Talk a little bit about that podcast and what you guys have have been able to. Uh, share with other people about, and I love the name of it. I won't even steal the name. I'm gonna let you tell the name of the podcast. <laughs> so, so it really was one of those things where uh, it's it's called Love and Business, right? Um, but it's my wife and I. We we've done business together since we've done business, right? Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she may have done business before me because she was selling drinks at school and stuff, but uh, <laughs> I, I won't say what some of the items I may have sold. But... <laughs> right, right, right. Statue of limitations may not be yeah. <laughs> So, um, but it, it was one of those things where we found a lot of people that were doing business together or a lot of couples that were doing businesses separately, right? Uh, they just, everything was kind of separated. Whereas, uh, we felt like marriage was our superpower and we we felt like that, but we didn't know how to really walk into mm -hmm. it early on. Right. We didn't know how to really own that. So as we as we grew in business, when we first opened the State Farm Insurance Agency, it was uh, man, my wife, she came to me and said, hey, I don't want to work for the government anymore. Uh, and she we already had one daughter. She's pregnant. She's about to, uh, she gave birth in August. We opened in October and she was like, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, you know, like, you know, we just started this business. <laughs> we just started this business. I don't know what the revenue is going to look like or anything like that, but we, we, we made it happen. So love and business was, was inspired throughout our, our journey through trial and error to be able to really let people know like it's possible, right? Uh, it's possible. I'm not saying that every day is, is, is cookies and cream or that there's not any, any conversations that are tough conversations that have to be had, but in having those tough conversations, it's more powerful to be able to do business with your spouse, to be able to do business with somebody that is an intricate part of your team, because as you build that vision, as you build that journey and you're on that journey, it makes a, a world of a difference when you know that you have a partner that is that's ready to ride just like you are. Right. That knows the same game plan that, you know, and it's not like, hey, I'm thinking one way and she's thinking another way. We both know what the objective is. So love and business was inspired to continue to inspire and to and to uh, to, to to share, you know, our passion for entrepreneurship with others, because we know that taking control of our family and our financial destination needs to rest with us, right? 
with us trusting in God, not necessarily just all on the corporate America side of things, right? We need to take ownership. We don't want our daughters to look beyond our bedroom to see some people that they look up to or to be able to see an example of what it looks like to to work together and to succeed together, right? To win together and to share in the in the learning experiences together as well. So that's that's love and business, right? To help couples continue to grow, mature, uh in 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 business and in love you know and here's what i love about love and business and and, and go ahead and shout it out real quick what time well how people who may not have known about love and business podcast how can they how can they how can they watch how can they interact what do they need to go so thursdays uh in love and business is the facebook page uh love and business and we it's every thursday at eight o'clock uh every thursday at eight o'clock we have we, we did not do it last Thursday, Thanksgiving, and this Thursday we'll probably have to re- we'll probably probably record it or we may still be able to go live. But my daughter has a concert uh, that on, on this Thursday. So my kids calendar is starting to kind of uh, uh, take over hours a little bit. So, yeah, but typically it's on Thursday nights at eight o'clock. And that's Central Standard Time, right? Central Standard Time. Yep, I forgot we we were a wide. So that's right. That's right. We have to let them know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, here's one of the things I love about Love and Business, right? Because you and Crystal are both uh, what I call serial entrepreneurs, right? It's not right. just this one thing. You guys are, are, are open uh, to, to look at different avenues and different things. I typically don't call myself an entrepreneur in the sense that I'm I'm starting multiple businesses. I look at opportunities and if they make sense to me, I, I can go yeah, with them. Right. I wouldn't, I don't typically call myself an entrepreneur. My okay. wife, however, is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I've learned from watching and listening to you and your wife on Loving Business is that you can be a supporter of an entrepreneur without being the entrepreneur yourself. And so love and business isn't just for couples who are both entrepreneurs. It's really about, because y'all talk about how you support each other in different endeavors. You Absolutely. Know, some businesses you gung-ho about, <laughs> some businesses you may be gung-ho about, and some you may be like, oh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Right, right. I'm going to come back to that question. But you mentioned something that I want to I want to ask about. You said that you may have to record Thursday because your daughter's calendar is starting to kind of take over your calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you, as a father, prioritize all the goals that you and Crystal may have, the goals of the State Farm Agency, uh, your goal as a husband? your goals that you need to accomplish as a father, and then handling all these other businesses. How do you prioritize all of that to make sure that everybody is getting the attention that they need and, and, and all the balls that's in the air are being juggled so that they don't get dropped? Yeah, so um, that's a phenomenal question, man. And I'm not saying that, that, that I have not dropped a, a ball <laughs> uh, or all of them at some point. Uh, <laughs> But what I will say is we try our best to incorporate our family in our vision, no, right? Man. I don't want to, I, I, I want the girls to know and understand just like I want Crystal to know and understand what the objectives are for State Farm and what, what that means for our family. No different from our automotive, uh, our automotive shop, no different from our real estate business. We we want to sit down at the table and say, hey, look, this is what we're planning to do. And here's how we plan to get there in order to get there. Here's the, some of the things that we have to do. 
So we go and we're closing on a property or something like that. Our girls are at the table. So we try to incorporate them in, as much as possible so that it's not uh, me and your mom, unless we, you know, trying to go on a date or something. It's not a me and your mom isolated event. It's a it's a family unit like, hey, we're all a part of this. When we go and look at a property, then, hey, this is what our plan is for this property. We're we're incorporating them into that. And that makes a that makes a difference because it's still time. Right. And it's in, in my opinion, it's still life lessons. Now, we do have a uh, you know, we do get a chance to where we uh, would take them on vacation or, you know, last Christmas we went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Then we went to Mexico and uh, some other places or whatever. We, you know, have taken them a number of places, but it's all around. Hey, here's what we need to do in order to accomplish this. Right. So we try to make it a, a family dynamic to so that it's not necessarily an isolated thing. Now, I will say from a uh, just being transparent from a husband perspective, I have, you know, probably I probably given more uh, time and attention to some factors of fatherhood more than husband husbandship. And, and the reason being on that is, is is sometimes tough conversations are hard to have. Yeah. Right. And when you and, and it's easy to start with a clean slate with kids and not mess it up, then to, then to undo some things with your with your spouse. And those are some those are some moments that I had to grow through and, and still continue to grow through. Right. So as we talk about visions and, and what it is that we want to do uh, as a family unit um, and then what it is that Crystal and I, how we want to continue to uh, lead the family then those things are are super important that we are spending that time together. Crystal and I planning, planning and, and, and uh, providing that vision for our kids, what we want that to look like, but also understanding like what it is that we need to do as parents and, and as husband and wife to make sure that we can secure, you know, that we can secure that. But being able to just spend the time with the girls and things like that is it's really letting them in on the plan. We're not necessarily trying to keep it a secret and say, hey, yeah, you don't need to know how much we pay for this house. No, you do need to know how much we pay for this house so that, you know, you can you can know, OK, well, when we sell it, then this is the idea. Or, yes, we rent it. This is the idea. You know, like, hey, I paid this amount. This is what I owe the bank for. And this is what the people pay me rent for. So, yes, we make money from this every month. This is this is how the game is played. So we try to incorporate them. Uh, as much as possible in there. I hope that answers your question. It, seems oh, like it, it, absolutely, so it absolutely did. And, you know, people who are watching this, uh, they may be uh, assuming, oh, wow, you know, LeMoyne is, is very accomplished. He's talked about owning the state farm agency. He's owned, talked about the Meineke business. He's talking about real estate. Uh, you know, we, I know person, you guys used to own a large Amazon supply company. I mean, yeah. people here go, wow, he, he, he must have grew up uh, seeing his family do this and Crystal, she must have grew up seeing her family do this. Man, they they must have really came from a had a silver spoon in their mouth in order to get this leg up to be able to to be so young and do all this. Would they be wrong in assuming that? Man, I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> they would be mega wrong. So I'm talking about like everything about it is wrong. Uh, now, Crystal, on the other hand, I felt like that they were rich because she got a car when she was uh, she got a brand new car when she was in school. I didn't I didn't I had to spend twelve hundred dollars on my first car. It was all my graduation money. Every bit of it. My dad gave me a five hundred dollar um, 
cashier's check. And the rest was graduation money. I spent twelve hundred dollars on my first car, nineteen eighty six Chevy Capri. It was nice. To me. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, in the heat of the night type car. But yeah, uh, right. but no, man, no. I I didn't know. I didn't really know that we didn't have a lot. You know, I grew up. It was a uh, really a two bedroom, no, a three bedroom, uh, one bath house. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that we didn't have a lot. You know, until later on, right? We, you know, I grew up in a house where we used Ajax as a uh, bubble bath. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that was, you You got all the grease off of you. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that that wasn't, I didn't know that that wasn't a thing until Crystal was like, hey, get some bubble bath. I'm like, oh, okay. And I come back with some palm olive, thought I was doing something because it wasn't Ajax, you know. Something, something but, that was set up real good. Man, if you get in there and shake your hand in there, <laughs> like you're having a seizure. So I asked that because I knew that was the case. So I want you to set yeah. the stage for people to say, hey, I didn't come from that. So what is the what was the mindset? What is the discipline that you and your family, your wife, your kids, what's the discipline you guys have to maintain? What's the mindset you have to keep uh, in, in, in your home life, in your personal life, in your professional life in order you know, to get to where you are now and where you want to go 5, 10, 20 years from now? Well, first, it started with just um, really a desire to want a little bit more, right? Because the, the the people that I saw in my community, like the 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 front runner, so to speak, they were supervisors at a you know at a factory or something along those lines, right? Like, oh yeah, man, that's that's what I'm aspiring to. But once uh, you know, it only takes one or two people to catch your eye gate. It only takes one or two people. To, to, that you come across and you're like, man, that's that's legit. Like they can do that. Like they are doing that and they're not like an attorney or a doctor or, or you know, or something like that, an accountant. Like they're just businessmen, you know, or business people uh, to be respectful. Uh, so it's like, hey, once you once you get that, so it, it, it was the desire to want more. I, you know, I yeah, there were some things that would happen around my house. I knew at that point, like, oh yeah, no, nah, this ain't this ain't it right here. This is we're we're a little bit under the under the under the scale. <laughs> and so, um, so it was that. But then we started to understand, uh, like the 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 principles of of, of tithing, right, and the promises that that became a those became an intricate part of it. The promises of God, right, uh, understanding the biblical perspective of what that looked like. So then we started to, I would be like, hey, I'm going to give because I know it's coming back to me. It's just a principle, even though I may not have been doing everything that, you know, God required of me, so to speak, right? I'm just like, hey, yeah, no, I'm going to pay my tithe. I'm going to pay my tithe because I know he said he go, he go keep the enemy off my back, uh, you know, uh, 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 and he go bless me with more. So uh, so that was that was one of the things, but that's really what it is we're not i'm not saying that i'm the most disciplined person ever however i think that we are consistent in our goals and flexible with our approach all right i think we have um, oh i like that i like that consistent yeah. with your goals but flexible in your approach absolutely absolutely i, I you know um some some individuals you know as i played foot played uh college football okay. and you know you have you develop you develop some 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 mental fortitude right you develop some mental fortitude but oftentimes it's induced by a whistle it's induced by a coach it's induced mm -hmm. by other players that's around you well when you get into entrepreneurship space 
uh, or when you get in the marital space and things like that, oftentimes it's just you and your partner, right? So you got to learn to dig that out of you, right? You got to learn to make that stuff uh, come to the surface yourself and propel it. In my case, it was really, it started with me supporting Crystal, right? To say, hey, yeah, no, go to that conference. Yeah, go to, yeah, go ahead. You good. I'm going to go with you. You know what I mean? And, and, and rah, rah. And, uh, you know, getting that, hearing that and being supportive and being there, not necessarily thinking that I needed to be in some of those rooms myself and really taking notes and diving into it. Right. And as those things uh, started to unfold, I realized, man, I got some stuff that I need to work on. Right. I I got some things that I need to work on as leader of the family, because there's some things that I'm doing that's not necessarily taking us in the right direction. So once once I came to the realization of that, then it became more and more apparent that, hey, this is what we need to do consistently. This is how we need to consistently move. But the, the, the faulty thing is sometimes we do something and it works as a people just in general. We'll do something and it works and then we'll stop doing it. You know, you would go to the gym and, you know, lose the weight and then we stop doing it. So what has to what I what I what I realize is the goal has to be bigger than just the end result. You you really have to you really have to have a passion for the journey and the excitement that comes, you know, with it. Anytime somebody starts something new, in my opinion, there's four phases that they go through. Right. Okay. You, you you become excited, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do this, right? Um, and that phase is, is, is you know, you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, right? And then you get confused, right? It's like the, you go through that confusion stage because now you're, you're in it, like, hey, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But then when you start talking about now you got to pay sales tax to the parish and then you got to, you know, you got to have your inventory and now you got to do this. I like, I just wanted to sell something. I just wanted to start the business. That sounded good. I got the EIN and the LLC. I was excited then. Now I got to shell out some money, you know what I'm saying? And things start happening. It, it's that confusion start. Once the confusion is, is set in on you, you start to doubt if you can actually do it. Mm. You know what I mean? You start to, Hey man, I don't know if this is really for me. I don't know. If this is what I, you know, the vein that I need to be in or, or what's really going on. And the, those two phases in the, the second and third phase, that's where a lot of people leave. That's where a lot of people get caught up and they just quit. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then if you can survive those two. Right. Then you get clarity. Mm. You get clarity on what it is that you that you're really wanting to do. You understand um, you start to understand so you're not confused anymore. You, 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 you know what the result of it can be when you operate clearly so you're not doubting anymore, right? So now you have, you know, you've overcome those four steps, right? You went through those four steps and now you're able to continue to walk. And that is the journey, yeah. right? But and you repeat that time and time again in different operations, right? Because something, another opportunity may come up and you're like, oh, I have no clue about the trucking industry. Well, <laughs> I know the four phases that I'm probably going to go through. So let me try to, you know, curtail some of these and shorten the span on some. But this is the opportunity that's going to that's going to create generational wealth for my family, because I know we just want residual income. So if, if there's a way that I can create some passive income without me driving a truck, then, yes, I need to learn what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go through those phases. I don't know where you were 22 years ago, 
but I needed that before I started ministry because those are the four phases. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're excited about starting a church. You're excited about how you're going to yeah. bless people. You can't, you can't wait. And then you start doing it and folks get to acting a fool and you'd be so confused. Hey, <laughs> you'd be like, Did I, am I even called? Exactly. Listen, man, listen. Through, then you get to that clarity stage. You get to that, man. And that, and I, I, I feel like that that is applicable in anything, man, from yeah. being a father. I was excited when, you know, when they, when, when, when she yeah, was pregnant, you know, we doing the, we doing all this and I'm looking at the baby. And then the moment she come out, I want to cry, you know, so I'm excited. And then the first night that they leave her in the room with us, I'm confused. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, um, how do you feel? Like I'm, I, I was so scared that I just wanted to sit down and hold her. I never wanted to stand up cause I was afraid, you know, I'm like, man, but how do you feed her? Like, what do you do? Like, like, I don't know. Am I supposed to burp like that? What am I supposed to do? Right. And then it's like, okay, now then, then I get, I start to doubt, man. I don't know if I was ready. I knew I know how to make a baby. I enjoyed that process, but I don't know, you know, like if I'm ready, you know, so I started to doubt myself, man, did my dad teach me everything? Right. Am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's, Hey, now you get to a, a, a level of clarity where you're like, Hey, yeah, this is what it is. But I feel like that's in anything in marriage, that honeymoon phase, you know the the whole the whole part about it, man. Then you confused, man. I don't know if this the one. Listen, if you guys are listening, somebody need to type those four. Say it, say it for them one more time, because I want I want them to capture. Somebody put yeah. them in the comments. These four phases because they literally are applicable to everything. And you know what yeah. you talk about kids. Even with kids, those four phases happen even as a transition as a hit different developmental milestones when they toddlers when they start school when they in middle school when they in high school and then you stay in almost a confused state when you got some adult kids (laughs) (laughs) i'm still waiting on the clarity part to come through for these adult kids (laughs) hey i I completely understand it that's what i'm saying like it's a rinse and repeat deal man it doesn't if you're planning another church it's probably going to be some of the same components, right? If you branch off and to do something different, it's probably going to be some of the same components. So, so, I saw somebody, so I'm going to put them up okay. there for everybody who, who needs to get the excitement phase, the confusion phase, that doubt phase. And if you can make it through, make it through two and three, you can reach that clarity stage. You will get there. My number one hit will post today. Look at I, it. I, I love it. I love it. Listen, yeah. you said a couple of things. One, you know, I think sometimes, Lamorne, you tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what I've seen, that there are some people who, who, who say they want to be entrepreneurs, but in reality, they don't want to have to answer to anybody. But entrepreneurs actually do answer to people I'm because they have clients, they have yeah. people they have to serve. And a lot of people say, well, I, I want to be my own boss. And nothing wrong with being your own boss. But if you're going to be your own boss, one of the things I heard you say is, you can't wait for somebody to motivate you to do what you need to do to Absolutely. get your revenue. You got to dig down on the inside of you. So when did you when did you realize that you were more suited for an entrepreneurial role than say a corporate role? And, and nothing wrong with um, one of them, right? We need a both. Well, I, I think I think it, it came from a vain place because I just wanted to make more money. Okay. Right? And That's I was fine. like, you know, hey, I, I want to be able to control that. I wouldn't necessarily say that I was even ready, to be honest with you, uh, if, if, you know, keeping it a book. Crystal was my boss. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like in the, in the agency, like Crystal, Crystal was the 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 glue because I just wanted to meet with customers, right? I just wanted to meet, shake hands, and kiss babies. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, hey, how you doing? You go, yeah, glad to see you, yeah, and uh, and send them on to let somebody else talk to them or whatnot. But I that that had to be developed. And for those that are that are listening, there are some people that are quote unquote born leaders. But there are some people that have developed into leadership, mm-hmm. right? And it is it is possible because at one point I was like, man, I was in that doubt phase. Like, I don't know if I can be a leader. Mm. I don't know if I can be a leader, right? But there's tools and resources out there to help, you know, develop those leadership skills. But um, overall, I mean, it, it again, it started from a um, a thought process of I want to make I want to make more money. But yes. In, in the entrepreneurship space, you do have a lot of bosses, right? And you're probably probably going to work more than you did for any corporate job starting out. It's just your 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 motive for doing it may be different, right? The Bible says a man's name is worth more than silver and gold, right? So when you are out there, it's a little different when you say State Farm did something versus LeMoyne Robinson right. State Farm did right. something, right? Right. right? You don't want your name associated with bad press or, or or saying that you didn't you didn't honor the commitment that you told them that you would honor. Uh, and that's the that's the part where it's like now you got to work, you know, like you working overtime or you working more and more because you know that whatever you're doing is putting, you know, is what's putting food on your on your table. And slowly we've we've started to get get away from us having to do all of the action and putting systems in place so that we can we can manage systems not people right or i can i can manage uh the team and the numbers versus managing each uh each each team member and and a lot of times people feel like they want to be entrepreneurs because they they want to be in control of everything well i'm gonna tell you this you go lose or mm-hmm. you go burn yourself out, right? You go lose one way or another, right? You may lose from a financial perspective, or you may lose from a, a marital or, or family perspective, because you you just want to control everything. If you want to be an entrepreneur, but you want to control, control like and hands on do every aspect of it, you're gonna lose. And and to paint the picture, just think about like a preacher or a minister or a pastor that wants to be the usher, that wants to that wants to be the sound technician. That wants to pastor, that wants to be the lead uh, choir director, that wants to be the band member. You know, you're on the keys. How can you do all that? You can't. You have to trust somebody to be able to do the other components of that. Right. And a lot of times I think people start to confuse entrepreneurship with uh, like, hey, I just want to be in control of something. And really, you are building leaders and, and handing over the trust to them and allowing them to continue to develop uh, and managing that process. But you don't want to be the person that's doing everything, right? But if, if you, but if if your goal is, man, I just might as well do it myself because they, you know, no, you go lose, you gonna lose, you gonna lose. I think I think about that in uh, in, in terms of kind of like, you know, people talk about being a hustler and they talk about mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur, right? I see the hustler as the person who's trying to do everything. I see the yeah. entrepreneur as the one who's saying, hey, I want to build this this business, I want to incorporate systems so that I can manage systems and I can, and I can manage people so that the yeah. business itself can grow. And so yeah. one of the things that I, I want, I want to talk about 
you know, you mentioned early on that you had some uh, some failures in business. And when you and Crystal came to the fire experience, uh, y'all both shared. And I think the listeners would love to hear however you tell a story about y'all. One of y'all businesses that y'all endeavored to do, which was the dog business. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was a great story. And it it gives you an example of of, it actually gave an example of these four stages you talked about. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, About the dog business. Man, that was one of our first like businesses together right? right uh so i i liked dogs right uh pit bulls to be specific or bully breed uh i i i like dogs we bought we bought a dog and uh we wound up buying two dogs right we bought our first dog and she passed away i was walking her. she i guess the heat or something got her I, i'm not 100 percent sure but nonetheless we'll go we're gonna move on from that okay uh <laughs> so then we bought two dogs uh, Troy and Chanel. So we we decided like, man, okay, well, if we're going to do this, then why not? You know, they, we see that there's people out here that spend money on 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 stuff for, for dogs. So we got into the dog business, right? Or we started breeding dogs. We was hosting shows and things like that. We bought this big F-250, man, this big truck. Um, but what 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 really transpired was that was our first business. We wanted to host a dog show. And I was saying, man, I don't know. We got to build our name up. People don't know who we are. You know, I think I don't know what it's going to take to to do this. You know, whatever crystal goes online in a matter of two minutes and like, oh, we just have to pay this hundred dollar application fee. And, and, you know, we can host a sanctioned dog show. And uh, man, that and, and, and we did. But we we built a like a 600 square foot kennel in our, in our, you know, garage. And man, we was doing, I mean, not in our garage, in our backyard, but man, we was doing some of everything uh, as far as breeding them. I never, you know, thought that I'd be trying to help a dog have a baby, uh, but uh, <laughs> have babies. <laughs> hey man, to conceive them or whatever. But Crystal was right there in her jumpsuit, right? We had these blue overall jumpsuits, man. She'd get out there and she'd be helping me out. Uh, she was right there with me. But the first dog show that we did, I think we grossed maybe about $20,000, $20,000 or whatnot. We did it. It was a double dog show. It was a super success. So so now you have folks in the comments' attention. Okay. <laughs> now you got their attention, okay? So go. So talk about how y'all, how y'all decided to do this first dog show. Because I think this is what people don't understand sometimes is that, and, I, and, I have, and I, I'm at fault sometimes, right? I want things to be perfect sometimes before yeah. I want you know, yeah. my wife is the kind of person we laugh about it. My wife is the kind of person who I'm at fault sometimes, right? She's gonna build a plane as yeah. as she's flying it. I like to have all the instruments tested out. You know, I, yeah. I want to get ten thousand hours of flight time before I put anybody <laughs> on board. She like Absolutely. putting a plane with no seats. It's like just stay all just on get on. <laughs> Absolutely, that is that is Crystal Robinson. Uh, 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 to the T. So yeah, I was that dude that I'm like, hey, listen, we need to kind of get on the scene, promote ourselves uh, a little bit, you know, let people know who we are as a kennel, right? It was the Louisiana Bully Kennel Club uh, was the name of LBKC. So uh, we need to promote ourselves as a kennel so people will know us, you know, and not really understanding like, hey, these people don't care about us no way. Right. They just want to uh, be able to show their dogs and get points so that they can build championship dogs. Mm -hmm. That's it. I was so vain and so into 
oh, they, you know, they want to, they want to know who we are, you know what I'm saying? And all this. And Crystal was like, nah, went on there. We paid that hundred bucks. Uh, and I think, I don't know if we had to mail them a check or whatnot, but they said that, Hey, we are approved to do this dog show. And we had been going, man, to Georgia and uh, Texas to these dog shows. Um, and we saw, man, I'm like, man, these people are paying $20 per entry, like for your dog to be in the show. Most of the time they're having two shows at, at, in a day. Some people have up with six to eight dogs. Mm. They're paying for a 10 by 10 space. That may be uh, $200. If it's, if it's a front ringside, then it's $350, $400. Bucks. And I'm like, man. So we started to do the math on it. I was like, man, yeah, this is doable. I called around, found a place. Uh, uh, the UNO something gym or whatever, and it was like two thousand dollars. The pipe and drape was like another thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars or something like that. And then you had a dog show, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's all you really needed, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that was the extent of it. Yeah. But I overcomplicated it so much by incorporating what I thought other people were gonna think, mm. you know what I'm saying? What, what, what did I need other people to think versus just like, hey, let's get in motion. Let's get in motion and let's do this because this is something that we want to do. And I think that's what holds a lot of entrepreneurs back just in general or people just from moving on business ideas because they get the idea and then they want to know what other people are thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've, I suffered from for a long, long time. And I can't say that I still don't ask myself, you know, like, what are other people? What are you thinking? Do you think this is a good idea or not? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. You know, and it didn't matter then. Right. Because twenty thousand dollars later. When we had this chase zip up bag, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking. About, I'm I'm feeling like man, everybody watching me. I'm tucking this thing. I'm talking. About, I I hid it under my sock drawer, like <laughs> like like, bro. But that was the that was the thing. So when we put that flyer out there and those registrations started to come through, um, it was like man, okay. And and shortly after we did it again. Shortly after we did it again. As a matter of fact, that funded one of our next business ventures. So it, it's it's almost like it started to build up, right? Yes. Like, hey, we, we started here, we did this business and, and you know, it made some money and now we, you know, we can catapult and do this next business and, and we made money like that. Um, almost to the point where- You got into the dog food business, didn't you? Absolutely, man. We, we I, listen, I was going to, I, I finally got in a wholesale dog food to me we built a little shed in the back and I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was, that was a nightmare as it relates to the, the other side of it. See, uh, when you pray for the rain, you got to deal with the mud. All right. So, so we had, the, we had the dog food, man. And that was a, that was a, another source of revenue for us, but we had so many dogs. We had six dogs. So it was cheaper for me to do it like that. And I needed to put that F two fifty to work anyway. But man, when I'm, I'm telling you, it was a uh, it was a nightmare because dog food bring rats, yeah. right? They, I'm telling, and one day I go out there to get some, get a bag out of the out of the, what you call it. I'm hearing something jumping, you know. I'm hearing noise. I said, man, golly! And then I looked. I said, man, how this bag get wet? I got a roof leak. Nah, that's them. Them they they was out there having a field day, man. <laughs> so that was a whole nother situation. But those are some of the things that you know. And starting that doubt phase, like, man, what am I doing here? Should I be doing this? Like, man, what's going on here? Right. Or when, you know, um, when your, you know, your wife is in disagreement or not necessarily in disagreement, but kind of in, in disgust, like, man, like, 
oh, what are we doing here? That we, you know, we we did this, you know what I'm saying, in our backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, what did what did this look like? Right. But look at looking back, we can see how it, you know, continued to it was a brick that we continued to build on. And I think one of the things that I hear you talking about, which I want to make sure our listeners are hearing, is that in order for you to get to where you are and where you want to go, you've had to push yourself outside your comfort zone. And I think that's I think that's something people have to learn to do, you know, and as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, you know, talk about some of the times that you've had to step out of your comfort zone as it relates to business, maybe as it relates to being a husband, maybe as it relates to being a father and, and, and what that's like and what's the mindset you have to have to do that. Because I'll tell you personally, stepping outside of my comfort zone is not difficult for me, except for I think about the fact, what if I fail? How does that yeah. impact my wife? How does it impact my kids? How does it impact my church? But but in order to to get to where I want to go, I can't stay where I am. So 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 what's the mindset we have to have to fight that dichotomy? There? Right. So in, in in my opinion, one of the things and I'm 100 percent with you as as a husband, it's like, man, OK, if I fail on this, then. Like, what does that, that leave us? So one, I want to make sure that my wife is on board. I want to make sure I let her know what the game plan is. I don't want to just go out here and be like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and launch this business and you know nothing about it. And then we lose. I'm the head of the family. So I, I decide. No, 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 no. Right, right. Uh, we may be, quote unquote, the head. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that does not uh, devalue their uh, uh, their role uh, as wives uh, in general. I, I, I will pledge this. Uh, from now, henceforth. Now, if I passed away right now, if, if Crystal were to remarry, that guy's going to be super lucky. Yeah. Because she is a genius, right? My wife is probably one of the brightest women that I know, right? That also comes with a little bit extra, right? We get the, <laughs> you, you, you get the bright part, but it comes with, you know, you got to deal with you got to <laughs> Hey, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, Hey, um, as you, you know, as you as you step outside of your comfort zone, you got to know what the what the end objective is. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you're stepping outside of your comfort zone to follow somebody else and you don't have a vision for yourself, then that's 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 not good. That's 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 detrimental. Right. Because that's not a passion of yours. It's not something that you necessarily want to do. But me going live on a podcast with Crystal or going to these events and talking and, and stuff like that. That's not necessarily, you know, what I wrote down on my uh, what do you want to do with your life in the 11th, 12th grade? You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't something that, you know, public speaking and things like that. That wasn't necessarily something that I per se said I wanted to do or to to be vulnerable and open up to say, man, I yeah, I'm not good at this. Right. Because as a man, especially growing up in, in where I grew up, it was like, hey, you, you don't you don't admit your faults. You know what I'm saying? You just silently try to work on them or you just shy away from that altogether, but you don't admit it. Right. So becoming vulnerable and opening up and saying, hey, look, yeah, I'm not that I'm not that good at that, but I'm willing to get good at it. I'm willing to work at it. I'm willing to, you know, to to do what it takes to to do that. That's really the what I feel like is the key component. I would be the first person to tell Crystal I, I'm OK with pulling over and asking for direction. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? My pride is not going to be what causes me to fail my family. All right. Um, I'm okay with asking her for her help. 
You know what I'm saying? Because again, my pride will not be what allows me to, uh, uh, what causes me to fail my family. I'm okay with paying for help, right? Because it's not going to be my pride or my bullheadedness that says, oh, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew it. You know, I, I, what I thought I knew was the idea that I wanted to do it. How to do it, I didn't know. So I needed to get some, some resources on that. Uh, to try to help, right? And that's the thing that I feel like is probably the most challenging, and and for a lot of people, especially men, is that you know they're in some instances they're a little bit more prideful than they probably should be, and they probably take pride in the dumb stuff versus taking pride in being a good husband or a good father, uh, you know, or a good you know just good person in general. Man, uh, they want to take pride in. Oh man, yeah, I know how to you know do this or, or tie this piece of wood to this or I know how to do this boy scout knot. Man, I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool, but like, what does that, <laughs> what does it look like <laughs> from a universal perspective? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you willing to allow your family to go down in the, in the, in the drain because you're too prideful to, uh, to step outside of your comfort zone and ask for help or, or to, to, to uh, seek it, seek out the, the wisdom that you don't have. And, and sadly, Lamont, I can tell you from a pastoral standpoint, the answer is yes. There are so many men who are willing to do that. Uh, you know, you said something that I think is, is, is vitally important. If, if God has given me a, a, a wife, that wife is supposed to be a helpmate, a helpmate, right? Yeah. But I refuse to engage my wife um, in, in, in those endeavors in which I need help. I'm underutilizing what God has given me. Man. I'm underutilizing the tool. And then on top of that, on top of that, the other thing is that if indeed uh, I am so bullheaded and so prideful that I won't pull over and ask for directions, because I'll ask for directions quick because I don't want to waste the time. I and, don't and figure it out. And, <laughs> and, and absolutely foolish, you know. And so I'll ask for help. I'll ask for assistance for my wife and things like that. And at the end of the day, I think men do take, and I have over, I think over half of my listeners, at least on the podcast itself, yeah. uh, not the lobby, but on the podcast itself, are men. And I think that one of the things men need to learn is that, hey, it's okay to step out your comfort zone. It's okay to take risk, but also it's okay to ask for help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's not. It's actually a sign of strength and humility. But I want to circle back to one thing, man, that I, I, I read this a while back and it and it really struck me. Right. You know how you know you said the wife uh, wives are are help meets. Right. Mm -hmm. So the Bible also describes the Holy Spirit as a helper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and, and a lot of times we as humans condition the help like the movie, the help as if they are so far secondhand, like they are to be undermined. Like the most powerful thing that God left us here on this earth, the Holy Spirit is described with some of the same words that he's saying that your wife is to be to you. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, if I don't if I don't respect and appreciate that, then I'm just, you know, this is <laughs> just as useless as a screen door on a submarine. bro. It don't it don't. <laughs> I, knew, it, I knew I was going to get a good one today. Say that one listen, I'm using man, <laughs> as a screen door on a submarine. And you don't need a screen door on a cell phone. No more than you need wheel uh, uh, pedals on a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It, it, but that's the that's the part. But as as men, a lot of times we'll look at it as if you know our wives are 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 not 
equal or something, man. Like we just play different roles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We play different roles, but they are a vital part. You know, I don't think the Bible would have said when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what what other reason, you know what I'm saying? He ain't just talking about from a sexual perspective, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's not talking about that because the truth be told, like, yeah, that ain't that ain't the that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that ain't I, I it. let you go all the way. I think people don't understand that that's the difference in a wife and just a side piece or a wife yeah. and just a chick that you that you that you that you you know hanging around with or whatever, or, or you just spending time sexually with. Uh, right. Bible talks about a wife, it really is talking about someone who is suitable and adaptable for that man. And, and that part really is important. One of the things I want to ask you as, as we get ready to kind of get to the end of this, you know, we've been talking about uh, you and your wife being serial, serial entrepreneurs. We've talked about how you guys have a vision for your family and that you share that vision with your children. You bring them to the table when y'all have different deals, buying property, selling property, doing different things. As a father, because uh, part of this is about the father factor. How do you encourage risk taking among your girls? I know you have two girls. How do you how do you encourage risk taking uh, with them at the age and level that they are? How do you encourage that? Because I think that's important that sometimes, you know, we want to keep our kids so safe and we, and we don't want yeah. them to experience failure because we don't we don't want to see our kids fail. But but a part of growth is learning from things that don't work out. So how do you encourage them girls? one? I encourage them to fail. Okay. Right. That failure, because I understand that that is uh, like, hey, you have to try it. And we don't count it as a failure. We count it as a learning experience. Right. right? I, hey, it's OK to 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 learn and try again. But secondly, uh, and first and foremost, I encourage ownership. Right. Like, hey, you want to kind of, you know, we want it because the, the person that 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 owns the cookie controls the cookie. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, hey, we want to be the people that are uh, that are able to make the decision as it relates to it. We want to control our destiny. So what does that look like? Right. Uh, I had a tenant to call me for something. And she uh, my my daughter, my uh, eight year old Kirsten, she said. Um, so she has expectations to have all new appliances in a rental property. But the government is paying for her, you know, government. You know, so. Right. <clears throat> I'm like. Yeah, she was like, well, why wouldn't we do it? I said, well, uh, I said, well, listen, what she has in there works, right? It 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 it, it does, no doubt about it. It works, and everything is good uh, with it. It passed code, but from a revenue perspective, what does that look like if we go and spend two thousand, three thousand dollars on appliances, right? Now we got to deduct that from what we make from the property. So encouraging them in that capacity, and also sharing with them when we mess up. Right. Mm -hmm. We 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 bought a we bought a property. They were sitting at the closing table cheesing with us when we when we when we bought it. We was happy because we was like, this is part of your legacy. This is going whatever, whatever. And find out it's a it was a fourplex that was zoned for a single family home had been rezoned. Right. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't use it in the capacity in which we desired mm -hmm. to use it. Right. Hey, well, we had to let them know that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I had to let my wife know, hey, I made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if we made a decision together or not. I made a mistake. Yeah. And this is what you know, this is how this has transpired. And here's what we need to possibly do to fix it. Yeah, that's but good. but but letting them know, you know, it's OK to fail. But did you learn what it is that we need to do 
outside of that, right? To to make sure that it doesn't happen again or what did we take away from the situation? We don't want to necessarily run from failure. We just paint, we, we try to paint it as a learning experience, unlike what most of the world does, right? Yeah. Has there ever been a time where you wanted to pursue a particular business endeavor and your wife didn't or vice versa? And how do you guys typically handle those situations? Because those are those are sometimes the questions people have. You know, maybe yeah. you felt passionate about something, she felt passionately the opposite way, or vice versa. As a family unit, how do you typically what's or what's even if you don't do it that way, what's good advice for working through it? Yeah, so I think the, the biggest the biggest part is having an overall arts and vision, right? Does this take us closer to you know, completing the vision or, or a step closer to the direction that we want to go? Or does this, you know, keep us the same or possibly, you know, take us off course, right? We don't necessarily want to open up a gentleman's club, even though it could be profitable, but that's not a part of our core. That's not a part of who we are as a people. So yeah, that's that's going to be something that's going to be a no. Right. I That fourplex was something I wanted to do and Crystal didn't want to do. So okay. Okay. She said she didn't think that it was the season. You know, she it was it was time for it. And so, so uh, share, share a little because I think people will, will gain from that. So share a little bit about that. So you wanted to you wanted to buy it. She kind yeah. of thought it wasn't a season. We Absolutely. know you told us in the end it was rezoned. How do how do you as the husband, the father, then work your way out of and not even out of, but how do you how do you get you know how, how do you swallow that one <laughs> man uh in small bites I, <laughs> listen i uh when i found out so so yeah so we had just finished flipping a property or something like that and you know it wasn't the 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 best flip we had some janky contractors uh or whatnot that kind of you know but i was like hey real estate is a part of the portfolio like that's a part of the vision we right. know that that creates residual income so you know this property, you know, is up. This 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 guy from my church, he brought it to me. And uh, and I was like, okay, we got with the realtor. She, you know, we walked through it several times or whatever, but Crystal was like, Man, I don't this ain't nah, I ain't feeling it. Like I just ain't got the green light. I just don't feel like this is what we need to do. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like this is, you know, this fits in the wheelhouse, you know what I'm saying? It's real estate. You know? How'd you how'd you feel when when it was something you wanted to do and she was saying that it it, it it wasn't the time. Did you feel a little certain way? I did. I did. Yeah. Cause I was like, man, like, you what's the, you know, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the deal. Right. And, and, and I'm not the most vocal person either. You know what I mean? So when I said it, I'm like, hold on now, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you rejecting my idea? Why are you, you know what I'm saying? Cause you, you know, like, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, it's a lot of things that's going through my brain. So, uh, she was like, okay. She kind of reluctantly, I mean, just like, like, all right, yeah, go ahead. And I knew it was time. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, bet, green light. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say less. <laughs> yeah, say less. And did it, man. And and yes, you know, at the end of the day, it cost us some money. Yeah. You know, it cost us some money because I bought the property for 80000 I, I held it for maybe seven or eight months trying to see if I could get it rezoned. Uh, so between insurance and upkeep and all that type of stuff, like I lost money because I had to sell it for a little bit less, which I think we may have sold it for maybe 70, 75 yeah. or something like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, hey, that made me, that, that really made me realize like her connection with God is real. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I might, I, I need to, you know, you I, need to get, I, look, I need to get me a landline because my connection is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't here. I ain't here. It is good. My signal got interrupted. Dropping calls. Yeah, something, man. So, um, but that, 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 that continued to reaffirm um, what that looks like from a, from a, uh, a union perspective, right? So I take into consideration uh, my wife's opinion heavily. Yeah. Right. So we, we, we talk through it. We talk through some things. And most of the time I, I, I have to understand why. So if she's giving me an objective objection to something. I'm like, OK, well, look, help me understand why what your what your objection is to this so that I can now um, I can reframe this in my mind and then say, OK, well, yeah, that makes sense. So that makes sense. Or, or the next thing that I do bring to the table, then I can I can be knowledgeable to understand that. This is this is an objection of this could possibly be something that could be troublesome. So let me make sure that this deal doesn't necessarily have that. Because in relationships, especially among people who love each other, it can feel like the person is not rejecting the idea, but they're rejecting you. A hundred percent. It was one of the things that, that Pastor Sean and I have have had to to work through um, just because we are so different. She is a very uh, big picture visionary kind of person. Uh, I, I tend to get more in the weeds and the details of things. Uh, yeah. I tend to, because of my training as an educator, I tend to always look at things with a backwards design approach. And so I'm looking, of, I'm looking at all the things that could go wrong so that you can mitigate them first as opposed right. to getting into it and then figure them out as we go. Both yeah. of them have their strengths and their weaknesses, but when we come together and she would come to me with these with these vision and these ideas and these plans, I would start to do that backwards design kind of approach and that <clears throat> felt like me rejecting her idea. 100%. Um, so I think that many times couples have to learn that you know we use a phrase now that, that really has helped us and that is we are not each other's enemies. Right. Now, and that if if she has an idea and I have pause about the idea, it has nothing to do with her uh, thinking. It has nothing to do with the way she evaluates opportunities. It has nothing to do with the fact that I don't trust and believe the God in her. It's just yeah. the way that I work. And, and, and she had to learn to sometimes even go to other people and, and work through some of those ideas because she, before she brought them to me so yeah. that. So that when she brought them to me and I started talking, she knew I wasn't picking them apart. And I think that I think people miss that sometimes. And, you know, we talk about that through relationships one on one. I've heard you yeah. guys talk about it in love and business. You just gave a great example of it there is that when we are when we are working together. And I think one of the lessons people can learn is that for, especially for those who are married and doing business of any kind together, doing life together, is that you have to be able to understand not to take everything personal. Everything yeah. can be personal. Right. No, you 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 gotta you definitely gotta learn that. It's a form of the communication just in general. But yeah, Crystal will come to me with ideas and I would be like, Oh, okay, well, how we gonna do this? So we gotta do this, we gotta do that. How many people we and and, and, and for her, it's like, bro, you just took me out of the stratosphere. Yeah, back yeah. down to under the earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you didn't, like you just killed my whole vibe. Parade, you you sent an ice storm on the parade. <laughs> Man, what? I, I'm like, I'm like, but I'm trying to just map through this. Like, I ain't, I'm not against you. I'm just trying to map through it. Like, help me understand the plan so I know what 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 we need to do. But for her, it's like, hey, let's just keep dreaming for a second. Yeah. reality is going to it's going to come whether we want it to or not it's going to come if we're going to bring this to fruition so why we don't have to rush it 
you know, and the, and the truth of the matter is some situations are so fluid that we can try to map it out now. And then we get to that page. It's totally different. So we done spent two or three months trying to overcome an objective of an objection that hasn't even presented itself yet for us to get down the line. And it's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So let's not let's not spend that energy now let's 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 cross that bridge when it gets here right each day will take care of itself that's what the good books say right so uh, so that's where we started to i it helped me to learn to dream with her you know what i'm saying and to 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 to, to build with her because when i came to her with with an idea it was like oh okay well yeah let's let's do it you know let's go so yeah, yeah. That this, was it, man. We, as we get ready to close i i you know i I want you say it to the men and the women, but but I want you to share uh, some insight or something you would like to leave the listeners with today around this idea of being able to manage life in terms of a business owner, a husband, a father. Maybe it's a mother, you know. Maybe it's a wife, business owner. But what are what are what are what's what's some of the wisdom? Maybe maybe even some of that country wisdom uh, you always be sharing on love and business. But share some with the people they can they can leave with today. Man, I, as I think about it, it's it's be be look, be intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Be intentional um, with with the love that you share. Be intentional with the with the resources that you have, and be open in the communication piece, right? When we try to hoard everything in or try to move in silence on our own. A lot of times, like we, we run into stumbling blocks that are unnecessary. From a business perspective, uh, this old guy told me one time that, that money and, and, and uh, money is, is a lot like cow manure. If you let it pile up in one spot, it, it just stinks. But if you spread it out over some stuff, it helps it grow, right? So, you know, be okay with, with investing in yourself. Be okay with investing in your family. Be okay with investing in your wife and having those open dialogues, those open, those tough communications, those tough, those tough conversations or crucial conversations, as as you guys call them, um, that will help. It may seem like it's a step back, but I promise you it feels a strong step up so that as, as things continue to arise, then you guys can have that platform to stand on to have those conversations. But including your family in everything that you do and understanding why you're doing it. I think is most important. So creating that vision, making it plain, and including everyone in the fa- uh, in in it that needs to be in it. Everybody, everybody don't need to be in it, right? right. <laughs> but everybody that needs to be in it, uh, that's that's a part of it that it's going to affect. Then you need to include them with it. I like that, I, and I and I and I loved how you how you worked how you worked one of them one of them sayings. And you need to write you a book called The Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Down somewhere, make sure you pass all your Lemoyne isms down to the next generation. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I maybe one day they, I hope, I hope they get to understand them. You know, sometimes, right? Sometimes it, it, it may not make sense to them now, but maybe it will later. It, it's a great point, though. I love that. You know, don't, don't, don't put all your money in one place because it'll pile up like manure and stink. Spread that stuff That's around it. so other things can grow from it. That's it, man. It's more beneficial like that. 
I love it. Lamont, I appreciate you, man. Thanks. So I know you got a million things to do. I appreciate you when I asked you for just saying absolutely for, for being flexible with the date that I chose, for showing up on time and for and for blessing our, our listeners. I appreciate you. I encourage everybody, make sure on Thursday nights, I bowl on Thursday nights, but I have y'all in my ear while I'm bowling, uh, listening to Love and Business on Thursday nights because not only is it informative, it is also entertaining. If you have not seen Crystal and Lemoyne interact <laughs> on Love and Business, you are missing out. So make sure you mark your calendars for that. Man, I appreciate you. Uh, I, I, I hope that you uh, enjoy being here. It won't be our last time. We'll, we'll get together and, and do some other things because I think you have a lot to share with people and they need to hear it. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate all that you guys are doing. Uh, for uh, Fellowship of Champions, uh, for Ed Talk, you know, I, I I really do admire you and your wife like big time. So I'm it, it, it warms my heart to call you guys friends, uh, and, but more so uh, individuals that we looked up look up to as spiritual leaders. So well, I, I appreciate that. Likewise, we, the, the feeling is mutual. Listen, I'm a, I'm gonna say bye to my audience. Don't go away. I'll be right back with you in just a minute. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining in today. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoy Lemoyne. I always enjoy talking to him. Uh, anytime that Pastor and I get a chance to hang out with him and his wife, Crystal, it is just a, a great time. And so I hope you listen to the wisdom that he was able to share. I hope you will think about it. He left you with these words, be consistent, be consistent, be consistent in your walk as a husband or wife, be consistent in your walk as a parent. Be consistent in your walk as an entrepreneur or as an employee. Be consistent. And most of all, be consistent with your walk with the Lord. Lemoyne talked a lot about uh, his relationship with Holy Spirit and with the word and how that has attributed to his success. And I don't want that to be undershot. And so I want you guys to think about that. And as you go out this week, remember, be consistent. All right. I'll see you guys the next time we come together. I appreciate you. Remember, we show up every Tuesday because we want to make sure that we bring together both the practical and the spiritual so that you can be the absolute best you can be. All right. You guys have a blessed day. Bye bye.